hello, 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 hello. Welcome back uh, to Capes and Japes. Welcome to our Capes and Japes uh, post-San Diego, post-Biggest uh, Comic Fan Event in San Diego episode. So glad I went to that annual comic fan event in San Diego. Wowza. My favorite... My favorite thing about the uh, biggest annual comic fan event in San Diego is that nobody could think of a shorter name to give it. Right? They just, they just never dang came up with one. It's incredible. Um, but you were you were at you were at the comic fan event. I was not. Uh, you got to see all kinds of people announcing all kinds of fun things. Well. Not really. The only panel I got to go to was the Adventure Zone graphic novel panel, which was a lot um, like the uh, Adventure Zone graphic novel book tour that I went to two nights previous. But it was still well, very good. Travis McElroy you know, called Magnus uh, his big beefy son, so... <laughs> Me too, Travis! <laughs> Honestly, same. Um, But, uh... We, um, we're not actually spending this episode talking about the, uh, the biggest annual comic fan event in San Diego. Um. Because honestly, we... you probably know more about what was announced than I do. <laughs> um, this, this, we trade places. Now I, now I am the biggest comic fan. <sighs> um, but we are, uh, we're going to talk about, uh, Mockingbird. Um, I might say Mockingjay at some point during this episode, because I've been thinking about the Hunger Games a lot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so please do bear with me as we work through that. Um, but, uh, Mockingbird, uh, real, uh, you know, uh, secret identity, uh, Barbara Morse, uh, goes by Bobby. Bobby. B-O-B-B-I, yeah, Bobby B, um, was introduced in, uh, 1971, uh, in a Marvel comic called Astonishing Tales, um, and, who oh boy, a lot of this one is gonna be sort of a doozy. Yeah, uh, um, people who have listened to a lot of our episodes might remember, um, a while ago, I did read a Hawkeye and Mockingbird comic and talked about that at the end of an episode. I can't remember which one, but even just that one comic was a bit of a doozy. So get ready for uh, the rest of all the shit Bobby's yeah. gone through. The thing about Bobby is that one, this is going to be, this is just going to be a fun tour. There's going to be uh, some, uh, some normal comic book level weirdness some extreme uh, comic book writers not communicating with each other level weirdness, um, some standard issue, the way women are treated in comic books, but just, like, a bunch of it. Um, she's really, she's really got it all. Uh, Bobby Morse, the whole package. The whole dang package. Um, so, the thing is, uh, she was introduced in... Um, an anthology comic called uh, Astonishing Tales, which featured a character named uh, Kazar. Uh, 
who was, uh, he, his name is Kevin Reginald Plunder, which is not a good name it sounds to have. Like, sounds like a, a colonist. It sounds very, like, a just a really imperialist name, um, but, uh, his, uh, his father discovered this, uh, this secret hidden world called the Savage Land, where there's a bunch of dinosaurs and stuff. And he um, colonized it. And he colonized it. Um, it's not, as you could guess by uh, a name called uh, the Savage Land and comics that existed in, you know, the 60s and 70s. Um, a lot of this isn't very good. And the fact that the character's real name is Kevin Plunder, like, it's not very good. None of it's very good. It's like, ooh, dinosaurs and uh, people raised by monkeys and like, ooh, weird, spooky tribes. Um, it's like, uh, uh, cool, thanks. I don't, uh, I don't love it. Um, but, uh, she was introduced as a character in these comics. And the thing about these early appearances was it really seemed like nobody was communicating with each other. Oh, about this character at all. Um, cause a, um, a young woman, uh, shows up at, uh, Kazar's estate demanding to speak with him. Um, she makes a comment about how she can sense people with her mind. Um, this is never brought up again. Uh, and Bobby does not have any psychic powers. Maybe she was lying. Maybe she was just making it up. Um, and then, uh, a couple issues later, uh, a new writer joins the comic. Uh, they change her hair color. They name her Barbara. Um, and then, uh, in a different comic, uh, Len Wein and Neil Adams introduce a character named Barbara Morse. Um, and then later reveal that this is the same character (laughs) that was in the Kazar comic. Um, don't really seem to, like, connect these two things very much at first. Um, so, but eventually, eventually, the backstory they come up with to tie all these things together and why she's, like, in this, uh, this man-thing comic as Dr. Barbara Morse and why she's in, uh, the Kazar comic, asking this man for help finding her fiancé who's lost in the Savage Land, um, is that she is, uh, she's a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. Um, she graduated, like, top of her class at S.H.I.E.L.D. school, um, and she also has a Ph.D. in biology. Um, it's like, and sometimes they have her, like, doing, like, you know, scientific research for S.H.I.E.L.D., and then other times it seems like she sort of just got a biology PhD, like, for funsies. Um. I mean, might as well. You might as well, you know, when you're, uh, extremely smart and you're the best at being a spy, you might as well just, uh, get a PhD. Um, uh, and... When they incorporate this into the, uh, Kazar comics, where she's looking for a fiancé, they 
reveal at the end that her fiance is actually a double agent working for AIM. Um, and Barbara's like, uh, oh, well, actually, uh, I'm working for S.H.I.E.L.D., and they told me to pretend to fall in love with you, to seduce you for information, so, bye! Um, the summary also has this amazing sentence. At the story's end, Paul dies at the hands of the man-thing, and Barbara expresses the hope that she can, quote-unquote, go back to just being a scientist again. (laughs) (laughs) Which is so truly valid. Ladies, you ever uh, seduce a man for information for your secret spy organization, and you have to do this whole thing with some dinosaurs, and then he dies, and you're like, oh, jeez, I just wanted to do science. I've got some bad news, Barbara. Oh, boy, Bobby. Bobby, my girl. I've got some real Uh, bad news, both in the uh, science and in the relationships. (laughs) Maybe worse news in the relationship department, Bobby. I'm sorry, you get married to Clint Barton. It's woof. It is, uh, I mean, it's a life choice. Um, so, uh, through the early 70s, uh, she continues appearing in, uh, Kazar stories, um, but now, like, known as, like, a shield agent and a biologist instead of just, like, a woman with mysterious changing hair color who showed up and said she was psychic for, like, four seconds and then never mentioned it again. Um, she, like, she, uh, she's a love interest for Kazar a little bit. Um, they fight, uh, they fight some supervillains together. Um, she's working for S.H.I.E.L.D. also. Um, and that lasts through the early 70s. Um, and then, uh, for a little bit, she, uh, she leaves S.H.I.E.L.D. and starts, uh, working on her own, um, and takes on the name Huntress, because uh, before, up till now, she has not had a code name. She's S.H.I.E.L.D. Agent 19, um, right? 19? Yeah, uh, she's S.H.I.E.L.D. Agent 19, but beyond that, she hasn't had, like, a superhero name or anything, um... This is, like, a very brief story about her, uh, and then, uh, in 1980, uh, is when they, uh, go with, uh, Mockingbird. She shows up in, uh, Marvel Team-Up, she teams up with Spider-Man, um, they, uh, have to, they're investigating, uh, corruption into S.H.I.E.L.D., and then she has to go on the run because, uh, she's being framed, um... And, uh, that's good. She had some, like, she had some fun interactions with Spider-Man throughout her career. I'm like, I support that. Um, but, uh, they, uh, they change it to Mockingbird, um, partly because, uh, one of the editors had, like, uh, wanted to use the name for, like, a Spider-Woman villain and didn't end up using it, but liked the name still. Um, and part of it was that, in the meantime, DC had come up with a character named Huntress. Uh, because they were like, you guys aren't using this anymore, right? Okay, cool, bye! (laughs) It's Helena's now, bitches! This is Helena now! You can't have it, it's Helena! Back off! Um, so now, uh, she's officially Mockingbird, agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, in 1983, um... She appears in, uh, 
uh, Hawkeye miniseries, also uh, written by Mark Gruenwald, who helped to come up with the Mockingbird name. Um, there's uh, there's a panel here from their first meeting, um, which is um, one of my uh, favorite meet cutes I can imagine, which has Hawkeye pointing an arrow at her, and the first words Bobby says to him are, "Listen, jerk." Perfect. <laughs> like that's that's romance. That's romance, baby. Um, but, uh, she, uh, so she teams up with Hawkeye, uh, in this miniseries where he's, like, uh, he's doing security at this, uh, tech company, um, and she's investigating corruption there because she's, you know, a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent, um, and then they team up, uh, and then they, um, they do, uh, they elope at the end of the miniseries. Um, so in the course of four issues, they meet, they don't like each other, they fight a supervillain, and they get married. That's not a lot of issues for all that to go down. It's really not very many issues. I mean, like, Clint, I get it. No, Clint would is Clint- the thing. Clint would, he'd be like, this is a great idea. And everybody else is like, Clint, no. Bobby should know better. Bobby seems to, like, really have a good head on her shoulders. And it seems like she would, I mean, like, it seems like she would not do this with anybody. But especially with Clint Barton. Like, honestly, even if you were two characters who had, like, known each other and worked together for, like, a long time. And over the course of four issues you, like, had an antagonistic relationship and then fought a superhero and then fell in love, I would be like, this is happening much too fast. Although, to be fair, Clint can be charming at first glance. So I can see where she might have been all like, yeah, sure, why not? And then later realized, oh, this was a terrible mistake. Oh, I've, oh, I've done. Oh, this is a disaster of a man. I've done so, so poorly here. He's, he's very good at defeating supervillains, but not very good at maintaining healthy relationships, platonic, romantic, or otherwise. Not even very good at maintaining a healthy relationship to himself. True. Maybe the worst at that one. Oh, Clinton. Ah, Clinton Barton. Um, but, you know, something clicks over the course of four issues. Uh, and they do, uh, they do get married. Um, so, uh, Clint is on the Avengers at this point. Um, and after this miniseries, uh, when, uh, Clint goes back to the Avengers, he's like, Hey, everybody, uh, this is Mockingbird. We got married. Um, and, uh, Vision suggests that the two of them, uh, establish a West Coast branch of the Avengers. Um, Vision just which, doesn't want to be there for the fallout. That's honestly what I was thinking, is I was looking at this and I was like, I'm sure there's, like, a perfectly strategic reasons, and these things, two things don't actually happen in, like, this rapid of succession, but I'm just imagining Clint shows up like, hey everybody, this is my wife, and Vision's like, 
I cannot be here for this. Hey, you two should move across the country by yourself. Hey, hey guys, go 3,000 miles away from me. <laughs> please, please, please go so far away. I am not, not equipped to handle uh, whatever is going to happen here between the two of you. Please, I am begging you. Um, so, like, for, uh, most of the rest of Bobby's comic book existence, uh, she's defined primarily by her relationship to Clint. Um, which I don't love. It's not, like, like, it's not the only thing, obviously, and, like, she existed as a character before she met Clint. Um, it does feel a little bit like, Oh, we don't know what to do with this woman. I guess let's marry her to this guy who doesn't have a love interest because of his inability to maintain a stable relationship. Um, and, like, it is, like, they're a mess. But they do do some, like, some fun stuff. Like, they're both, you know, non-powered superheroes. They both, like, do some work as, you know, kind of undercover operatives. Um, there's some fun to be had with it. I don't... Oh, um, yeah. I'm not saying that it's not delightful to read, but... Right, exactly. It's but just it, that... It, it doesn't go well. It doesn't end well, and it's 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 not great when it's, you know, Bobby's primary thing is like, oh, you know, Mockingbird, Hawkeye's wife. Um, But, um, so they, uh, they found the uh, West Coast Avengers, um... Which, uh, it starts out as a mini-series and then, uh, leads into, like, an actual series. Uh, he, uh, it's got Wonder Man, uh, Tigra, and Iron Man, but actually, uh, it's Rhodey, but not- We've talked about this at some point before, that it's- I'm pretty sure it was in the Rhodey episode. It would have been in the Rhodey episode. It's- it's Rhodey instead of Tony, but nobody knows that at first, <laughs> which is pretty funny. Yeah, just like, anyway, I haven't been Tony Stark, sorry. Yeah. I'm so um, sorry to fool you all. I lied, I'm out. Um, but, um, it's, uh, it's good. They're, uh, they're doing a good job. Bobby is probably doing a better job. Um... And then, uh, you know, things are going good. They've got this new, uh, they've got this new Avengers team. Um, everything's going just swell. Uh, and then there's a storyline where, uh, they get sent to the Old West. Um, like you do. Like you do. Uh, and there's a, uh... They run into uh, a fella named the uh, the Phantom Rider, whom I hate. Uh, yep. Uh, not the same as the Ghost Rider, because he was originally called Ghost Rider, but then they made the Ghost Rider the Skull Man <laughs> with the motorcycle, and they were like, "Oh, okay, this man with the horse is the Phantom Rider." <laughs> Um, but, uh, so this guy, uh, he's, uh, he's not good. Um, 
this nasty old cowboy man uh kidnaps Bobby and then uh drugs and brainwashes her uh into thinking she's in love with him um you know which is cool um and uh then uh you know Bobby uh gets out of this is very upset understandably um, pretty dang upset uh and um does not kill this man um but does watch him fall off a cliff and does not save his life um and then uh Clint finds out that she let this man fall off a cliff and he gets mad at her not great yeah, and Bobby's like, hey, Clint, I think I earned that. I think I have the right to not save this man from falling off of a cliff. Uh, but, uh, they have, uh, they have a big fight about it. Um, and she, like, she kind of, they, I, I, they don't, like, fully break up, uh, but they, like, they separate for a bit. There's, at some point, at some point later on, it's mentioned that they, uh, decided to get a divorce somewhere in here while they're not together, but it's not mentioned while it's happening. It's later. Um it's not really a fun comic if you're like, alright, these two people are sitting in a room deciding who gets what. Yeah, it's, it's, that's what I want to read. Fun comic, guys. Tom King would write that. Here's, hi, yes, I'm Barbara Morse's uh, divorce attorney. Yeah, you know. Marvel's Um, new title, Barbara Morse's divorce attorney. (laughs) This woman has had to listen to just a lot of stuff that she did not expect to hear in divorce court. Um, but, uh... So they, um, they're separated for a little bit. They have some, uh, some various adventures. Um, they team up again, uh, to look into the, uh, the Great Lakes Avengers, um, which is, uh, the team that's known for, uh, including Squirrel Girl, um, and generally being very goofy, um, and everyone on the team is just kind of, like, a goofy, like, Z-lister, except for Doreen, who's the most powerful person in the Marvel Universe. Um, but, uh, they try and, uh, work together to train the, uh, the Great Lakes Avengers. Um, she, uh, rejoins the West Coast Avengers as, like, a reserve member. Um... She, uh, gets kidnapped by Ultron, and then Ultron uses her personality to build a evil robot wife. Uh, Everybody just wants Bobby to be their wife. I mean, I would love for Bobby to be my wife. I'm not gonna fucking kidnap her. Fair. <laughs> she needs to stop just being kidnapped by villains. Actually, she just needs to stop being kidnapped. I think I think that's a good place to start. Um, 
she um she and Clint reconcile um and then in uh 1993 um she uh dies sacrificing herself to save Clint uh from the demon Mephisto unfortunate um, yep and then uh Avengers West Coast ends after that because the team is like well we're all very sad and we don't know how to do this without Bobby, so we're done. Um boop doop doop and then for a pretty long time, um, it's just sort of like she gets uh she gets like some cameos in some kind of zombie stuff or some stuff that like shows the afterlife. Um and then uh in two thousand like the late 2000s, 2008, 2009, um, the event called Secret Invasion happens, uh, which is all about, uh, all about the Skrulls, all about Skrulls sneaking in and pretending to be people. You think that's your friend? Surprise! It's a Skrull. Um, and, uh, so Jim McCann, who was a writer and editor at the time, um, was, like, one thing we wanted for Secret Invasion was we wanted, uh, to, like, get, use it to get a character back somehow. And I really wanted it to be Bobby. <laughs> and Brian Bendis says, yeah, she's good. Or the, Brian Bendis said that, like, he liked Bobby and Clint's relationship. So he was like, oh, yeah, that could work. Um, so in Secret Invasion it is, uh, revealed that actually, uh, shortly before, uh, Bobby's death, before she was kidnapped by Ultron, um, she was kidnapped by Skrulls instead. Uh, and then her Skrull impersonator was kidnapped by Ultron. Um, but she was, uh, she was kidnapped by Skrulls and, uh, placed on, like, a, uh, a Skrull ship with a bunch of other people who were kidnapped by and replaced by Skrulls. Um, and then, uh, she reunites with Clint. Um, was like, surprise, I was alive the whole time. Which, you know, as, like, ways to resurrect a character go, it's not the worst one I've seen. No, like, it at least tracks. It at least tracks and like if you're gonna use like oh they were a scroll this whole time for something i think it's valid to use it for mm, they were a scroll when they died so the real them is still alive um and then uh brian michael bendis i feel like there's like a lot of these characters that are like and then brian michael bendis brought them back into popularity thank you brian for all your hard work thank you brian for everything you've done I hope you answered Miles Morales' phone call. <laughs> um, but, uh, so after she comes back, um, from being kidnapped by Skrulls in space, um, she, uh, she joins, uh, the new Avengers, um, alongside Clint, uh, who's Ronin at the time. Thanks, Clint. Um, but, uh, the two of them, uh, they work together, they do, uh, they do Avengers things, they have, like, uh, 
there's a Hawkeye and Mockingbird series, um, which is fun. Um, she teams up with Spider-Man some more. Um, she teams up with Spider-Man and then, uh, gets, uh, very, uh, very badly injured. Um, and, uh, Nick Fury shows up at the hospital and is like, okay, well, I've got, uh, I've got this vial of stuff. Um, and it's partly, uh, super soldier serum. And it's also partly the infinity formula that makes me not age. Um, so I'm just gonna inject her with this, and probably it will keep her from dying. But I don't know what else is gonna happen. <laughs> um. I mean. <laughs> I'm Nick Fury. Uh, I feel like as a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent, she probably has some contract somewhere where it's like, if I die, I can send Nick Fury to inject me with some experimental serum to save my life. Oh yeah, like everybody has that clause. That's gotta be in the fine print. For sure, absolutely. Um, but, uh, she ends up with, uh, some degree of, uh, of Steve's powers. So she's now, uh, stronger, uh, and faster and has, like, something of a healing factor in comparison to normal people. Like, you know, like Steve levels. So not, like, crazy strong, but, like, stronger than a person could usually be. Um, and then she's, uh, she's done some more stuff. She's done some spy stuff. She's shown up in Matt Fraction's Hawkeye so they could talk about their relationship. Um, she did have her own ongoing series, uh, in, like, 2016. Um, that got cancelled, uh, even though it was good, but didn't sell well. I think that's the one that had the one cover of her wearing the shirt that was like, this is what a feminist looks like, and everybody got, like, super mad about it. Um. Unfortunate. Absolutely, uh, absolutely die. Um, but, so, uh, so yeah. So a lot of messiness. Um, a lot of stuff that, like, the like the the mini the the series was good, but it only got eight issues. And um, she's been on Agents of Shield, I know. Um, but I haven't I haven't watched any episodes with her in them. Um, so I don't know. I don't know what it's like. I'm glad she's in it for sure. Um, but uh, yeah, a character who uh, who has had. Some difficulties. Um, she's got, like, I like a lot of her costumes. Um, she's had some, some cool designs over the years. I think, I don't know, maybe, like, the, the kind of, like, black and white isn't, like, memorable enough, but I think it's, I think it's fun. I like, I like when she has, like, the cool, like, kind of, like, bird wing mask. Um... It's a good look. Not very That's practical, a... but good look. But a good look. And you know, as far as like women in comic books go, there's a lot less practical you could be. Um but like definitely a a character uh who has been through some stuff 
uh, has had a lot of unfair treatment, um, and I feel like is, like, yet to get, like, a real, like, day in the limelight. Like, I don't know. I mean, there there are a lot of characters who haven't, but it's just, like, I think about, like, what, how much of, sort of, a comeback, uh, like, Carol made, um, when they, you know, launched, like, the Kelly Sue DeConnick Captain Marvel, and I'm like, man, give Bobby, give Bobby a movie. Honestly, just, just have Clint leave the MCU and give Bobby a movie. Well, see, Clint is getting a uh, Disney Plus TV show now, so... <laughs> Clint is getting a Disney Plus TV show. Although um, Kate's gonna be there, so that's good. Did you see, I saw somebody posted uh, a photo that was just, like, uh, of, like, the uh, the MCU, like, announcement stage, and they showed, like, whatever the promo was for Hawkeye, and they just had, like, a silhouette of Kate, and there's a photo somebody took where you can see that, like, up on the big screen on the stage, and, like, backlit against it, you can just see, like, Jeremy Renner, like, gleefully thrusting both his arms into the air. I did not, know. Like, this photo is a better characterization of Clint Barton than any MCU film ever made. Will you send me that photo if you can find yes. it? Yes, yes, yes. I will find it. Thank um, you. I need to see this. I. It's very important. Um. Did you have anything else to add or any uh comic books to talk about or any fun uh stories from the number one comic annual comic fan event in San Diego? Um. Hmm. I didn't read any comic books. Well, that I read like 12 pages of Murder on the Rockport Limited. <gasps> it's so good. <laughs> but, okay, speaking of Murder at the Rockport Limited, yes. fucking the book tour. So yes. My hey, friend, yeah. My friend Kat and I were like, oh yeah, book tour, like I wonder who like the guests are gonna be. Oh and my god, oh my god. So I'm just like, well, we know that Crit Roll cast is gonna be there for Saturday because they have a panel. And I'm like, I don't want to get my hopes up, but what if? And Kat's oh like, that would be God. very good. But also, Lin-Manuel Miranda did do that tweet at Griffin where he was, like, holding up a Space Jam jersey and he's like, see you, at S see you in San Diego or can't wait for San Diego or whatever that was. And she's like, so what if it's Lynn? Because, like, you know Lynn oh. would. Right, right! And I'm like, that's also very good. And it, it I, uh. we're sitting there. Uh-huh. And um, the first guest that they announce is, um, I can't remember his last name, but it's Malik something. It, he does, like, mm -hmm. esports type yeah. thing. His, his handle is Malik, the number four, and then play. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm like, oh, cool, because I'm like, oh, cool, it's not just gonna be white people tonight. Great. Love it. <laughs> Finally. Yes! Yes, we've done it! <laughs> I mean, one is better than none. There could be more, and yet, although they 
I know that Erica Ishii was for was there for the LA one, but I don't know the guests for any of the others. <laughs> but um Yeah, and then they're like uh and then they're like, Oh, you you probably uh you've probably heard her um ah! from Critical Role. Marisha Ray and ev- the crowd just fucking erupts. Cause oh my god! Just looking at the crowd, there were some people wearing Crit Roll T-shirts. <laughs> Cause there's such a crossover of fans. <laughs> yeah. And then they're like, eh, "I mean, you you might have heard of this next name." And Marisha sitting there just does like a little like eh wiggly hand motion. Oh, oh and my they're god! Like, Matt Mercer. He <laughs> ah! comes out like pats everybody on the shoulder, goes to his seat. They had him do all the sound effects in the book. I'm pretty sure he just did the sound effects. Yes! Yes! It's what he was born to do! Yeah, and then they're like, and we have this uh, newer guy, just, we're really giving him his first big break, Lin-Manuel Miranda. And he comes out and, like, dabs a million times on his way to I his seat. It was beautiful. Did, I saw the videos of the dabbing, and I support the dabbing. Yes. It was very good. And the whole the whole reading was very good. It was delightful. And it's just like, wow, I can't believe that all, like, all of this is happening. And then uh, we get outside, and we're hanging out outside, and um, one of my friend Kat, she has a bunch of friends who were going, and they're mm-hmm. just like, I'm pretty sure Sam Regal was two rows ahead of us. Oh my god. And they're like, but I'm not gonna be that guy who's just like, um, are you Sam Regal? <laughs> I mean, yeah, probably. And then at the Adventure Zone live show the next night, I saw fucking Babs Tar in the audience, and I was—I didn't want to be the guy who like went over there and was like, "Hey, hi, hello." You don't want to be the person who says hi. You drew the most beautiful Nightwing I've ever seen. Yeah, except it probably would have come out like, "You're Babs Tar." Yeah. Oh, mood. Absolutely. So instead, from like across across the uh, the show, I was just like, "Cat, cat, oh my god, Babs Tar is sitting right over there." Cat, oh my god, and Cat's ah! like, "Oh my god, where?" Ah! <sighs> but it was very fun. I saw a lot of people that I met at WonderCon because Cat had a bunch of friends who were going and who I had also met at WonderCon. So that was very fun <laughs> and. I bought a billion dice. Um, Chessex had a booth and it was a mistake to go there. I also did buy some... uh, I went to the Prism uh, Comics booth because I'm like, "Mm, let's get some queer comics. And they did have some uh, Midnighter comics. Hell yeah. I'm like, I'm just gonna pick up some Midnighter comics and this Midnighter and Apollo comic and also uh, The Hidden Witch, even though I still haven't read The Witch Boy. (laughs) (laughs) Just gotta gotta get ahead of it. I mean, because I might as well, if I buy it, then I can just read them both at the same time. Exactly. Don't have to stop. Yeah. But 
Uh, it was very fun. It was very fun. I was exhausted by I the end of it. would imagine. The con mood is so, like, Kat and I got back to the hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the shuttle stop is at a hotel, like, a block down from the mm-hmm. hotel we were staying at. So we get off the shuttle, and we're going back to the hotel, and we're talking about dinner. But right between the two hotels is a jack-in-the-box, and we're like, let's just get fucking jack-in-the-box to go. <laughs> so then we get jack-in-the-box, we get back to the hotel, we eat, it's like 7 o'clock, and we both take a fucking nap. Oh, yeah. And then at that- 9 o'clock, we're like, ugh, that was a mistake. <laughs> oh, foolishness. Big, big con mood, though. Yeah. Also, right outside the jack-in-the-box, there was a tiny child who Because I was uh, suffering game taco. Mm-hmm. So I've got, like, the big hat on and everything. Uh-huh. And this tiny child's like, a witch! Mom, look, it's a witch! Ah! And I'm like, oh, this is adorable. Except uh, I definitely had some hearing burnout. Yeah. Because... <laughs> I'm like I can I can barely understand what this child is saying, but the the itch is a very distinctive sound. So I'm right. like this kid is either saying witch, bitch, or lich, and I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's not. <laughs> but it was very funny to imagine like this five year old kid saying, "Look, mommy, it's a bitch." <laughs> <laughs> Me when I go out in public. <laughs> did you read any comics this week? Um, I did pick up some comics this week. Um, Ooh. Two, uh, two things that started this week uh, that I was uh, very excited to uh, dip into. One is um, the new uh, Matt Fraction written uh, Jimmy Olsen miniseries. Um, which is exactly as weird as you would expect. Um, thank you, just, Matthew. Thank you. Um, just like leaning very heavily on all of the conventions of like the old like Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen comics. Um, uh, in terms of like just a bunch of like completely whack nonsense happening to Jimmy, but, like, played completely straight. Like, there's a scene where, like, Perry is firing him because, uh, he keeps costing the paper, like, thousands of dollars because he, you know, like, gets turned into a giant turtle or a ghost or sends himself into space or something like that, and they have to deal with it. Um, Why is the newspaper paying for that? (laughs) But then this intern is like, um, actually, like, Jimmy is the only part of this paper that makes any money because of all the hits we get on social media. I, Um, that's fair. It's, um, it's very cool. I'm very excited to see, uh, where it's gonna go, which will probably be a very weird and existential place. Um... And, uh, a new, um, a new Loki series, uh, you know, that, uh, 
that that gender fluid fellow we all know and love. Um, it's uh taking place like in the aftermath of uh the War of the Realm stuff. Um, written by uh Daniel Kibblesmith and drawn by um Oscar Balzadua. Uh, ba- ba- Basil Dua. Um, it's, um, I, I like it so far. It's like, it's, it's cute. It's funny. He has some good interactions with Thor. Um, and there's like, there was like an author's note at the end, uh, that was like talking about how one time when he was a little kid, he got in like huge trouble for asking his teacher a question that like, he didn't think was rude, he just thought it was a question. He was like, this is a series, like, by, about, and for, uh, kids who get in trouble for asking too many questions. That's like, yeah. very good. That's good. That's, that's Loki. Uh, that's, boy, that's, that's the kiddo. Um, yeah. And, uh, other stuff continues. Um, DC is getting into Year of the Villain, which I'm, like, just, like, really not <laughs> invested in right now. Um, yeah, I did pass uh the DC booth where they had a big old Year of the Villain poster, and I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, they're, like, really <laughs> pumping it up, and I'm like, I, there are, like, there aren't a lot of things that I want it less to be the year of. Like, in this political climate, can we not yeah. have, like... Does it have to be the year of the villain? Can it just be the year of everybody who, like, does good deeds having a nice day? Like, I'm sure we could have a better year than this. I don't want... I don't want this. I don't want it to be this year. Please. Could it be, like... The year of diversity? That would be really cool. The year of the real hero, which is diversity. The year if we make some frickin' gay characters. Here it is. The year of the gays. The year- it's finally upon us. Um... This was the gay agenda all along. God. Please. Um... 2020, watch out. Huh. <sighs> Um, if you, um, if you have thoughts about, uh, the Year of the Villain, or any, uh, any fun Comic-Con things, or anything else at all, um, you can find us all over the internet. We have, uh, Twitter, Tumblr, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, uh, you can find all those at Capes and Japes. You can send us an email to, uh, capesandjapes at gmail.com. Um, you can join our Discord server, um, you can see, uh, some pictures of Ease cosplay there, um, along with all kinds of other great things in our Discord server. I am notoriously bad at taking pictures of myself, <laughs> so, like, <gasps> yeah. that's all I've got, really. I've got this, I've actually do have this one excellent picture of when I got back from the convention after that jack-in-the-box and like i got back inside immediately 
took off the elf ears, took off the wig, took off the hat, yeah. and then the elastic in the sleeves was digging into my arms. So I took off the shirt and just ate dinner like that. So I've got this... Cat took this picture of me sitting in the wheelchair in, like, a sports bra, still with the suffering game makeup yep. on, just, like, drinking a soda. I And it's such a mood. I think you posted it on Twitter, and I was like... I, I did post it on private Twitter. I'm very sorry yeah. to the public, but I don't want sports bra just out there. No, that's, that's valid, but I did see it, and I was like, wow, this is, this is con energy. And you know Especially what? because it is the sports bra that's like all tattered on the bottom <sighs> and you can see the elastic. It's just it's just not a very flattering photo. I mean, it's fine. And you know what? It's still a valid taco cosplay. That is fair. Um but uh yes, not that photo. Um, but if you wanna post pictures of yourself wearing cosplay or talk about comic books or talk about anything else. You can uh, join our Discord server. Um, if you want to support us on Patreon, uh, you can throw a little bit of money our way each month, and you can get some bonus episodes. Uh, you can hang out with us for movie night. You can uh, pick what we talk about. Um, if you can't do that, but you still want to help us out, uh, we love getting ratings and reviews. Um, we love people letting their friends know um, who they think would be interested in the podcast. Uh, and we love you coming back and joining us whenever whenever you can. Um, so thank you for being here for this episode of Capes and Japes. I have been Olivia. I have been Elion. And as always, you can also just send us cosplay photos anywhere on any of our social media. We will enjoy looking at them. And also, kiss me sexy Batman. Yeah, send me some cosplay photos, sexy Batman. <laughs>